Welcome to Rock Brew, a show about the world's most artistic brewers. I'm Christian Starr. And I'm Martin Flip, and we travel the world in search of the coolest people, creating the best beer, and let them share their secrets with you. Christian is what you might call an everyman beer drinker, lover of Colch and Eric Pilsner. I don't see what's wrong with that. And hopefully he will be willing to expand his horizons. <laughs> and Martin is an expert in all that which is beer. He's a sake sommelier, craft beer connoisseur. He's a, he's a regular walking encyclopedia of fermented beverages. And today on our show we have the rock star Daniel Svensson. And who's that, you ask? Well, have you ever heard of a band called In Flames? They're like a metal band, right? Yeah. Daniel Svensson used to be their drummer until 2015 when he left the band to start Odd Island Brewing. Here he is talking about being a rock star brewer. If you made it once to, to reach something that is kind of impossible, like other people say you will never make it. If you do it once, you're not afraid of trying new stuff because you already made the impossible once. Wise words from a wise man. And not only that, but Martin and I are going to call up my sister, the legendary Suzanne Starr, to see what she has to say about the awesome theme song she wrote and recorded for us. A word to our fans. If you like our show, don't forget to subscribe and share. And if you want to help us make more episodes, head over to patreon.com slash rockbrewpodcast and click on become a patron. Thanks for listening. Rock Brew. Crack open a cola, now what you gonna listen to? Oh, Rock Brew, the beer podcast for you. You're listening to Rock Brew, a show about the world's most artistic brewers. I'm Martin Flip, sales rep for Nogna, Norway's oldest craft brewery. And I'm Christian Starr, an American actor in Paris. In just a few moments, we're going to be talking with Daniel Svensson, a rock star turned craft brewer. But first, I think it's time for me to ask Martin another stupid question. <laughs> stupid question number two. What does gypsy brewing mean? Gypsy brewing. Well, it's uh, basically a setup where people who want to brew their own beer, basically they make their own recipe and then they uh, go to a bigger brewery that is that has the availability to rent out space. So basically, you're a recipe maker uh, without your own brewery, and then you go to an already set up uh, brewery, and you pay them to brew your beer, basically. Did they try to sell you a caravan, or ask you if they, if you like dogs, or, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like have a bare-knuckle boxing match? or like. No, not necessarily. It, it's a, it's actually a quite professional uh, way of brewing these days. There, there's uh, some of the biggest breweries in in Europe, like Mikeller, uh, is a gypsy brewery, for example. So they brew most of their beer in Belgium at uh, Die Proeven, for example. And I don't think that involves any dogs or caravans. What about Brad Pitt? <laughs> well, Brad. Uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt, uh, yeah, uh, he he might probably show up and and uh, do a batch for you. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Like Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt is probably uh, really into dank beers. It's like, hey, I'm just gonna brew this Mikeller beer today. Yeah, you know? tell yeah. your fortune, bare knuckle box you, maybe yeah. p- maybe pick your pocket, and and make this dank beer. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, what do you mean when you call a beer dank? Well, uh, dank. Well, the the word dank kind of derives from uh, the Germanic language, and it basically means a marshy spot or or, or moist, moist in many ways. Uh, but 
in in later languages it, it has been uh, a word for uh, a strong smell in a way uh, it was like oh that's dank but then in marijuana it was uh, used by people that smoked marijuana and it's like oh this is a dank bud like it, it was a smelly bud drugs are bad kids drugs are bad for you <laughs> and um then now uh it has basically become slang for everything that's good uh so if it tastes good or smell good it's like oh that's dank as hell or that's really dank but then now uh the brewery scene has also taken the word and uh, now it basically means uh super uh, aromatic IPA it's or as murky and as dank in many ways and that's quite interesting because because um, marijuana or cannabis is so closely related to hops in beer right really it's brother and sister yeah so uh, hop uh, it's a growing plant which is basically the baby brother of the cannabis plant is that right but, uh, the hops doesn't contain THC or or uh, what actually makes you high but now in in the states where where there's a lot of uh, states that have legalized marijuana there's actually breweries that are now brewing beer with cannabis instead of hops so that's quite interesting yeah because i was i was uh, shopping online and uh just a, as a, one a, does a quick uh, a quick list of beers with uh, with dank in the name of them uh, dirty Dank Juice, Dank IPA, Mr. Wiggles Double Dank IPA, Redanculous, <laughs> Dankosaurus IPA, and Highway to the Danker Zone. Got to take it right into... Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we should get a hold of some of those beers and, and try them for a for episode, you know? Yeah, I, w- I wonder if Highway to the Danker Zone is like a, is a Kenny Loggins collaboration. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> it was. We got we got to figure that one out. Um but uh yeah, well that's the the meaning of the word dank. Basically something that smells really strongly but good. Or uh, when me and you use it, it's just something that's really dank, good. Like when we had uh when we had a uh, uh Mad Mad's hot sauce, you know? Mm. That was dank. That was dank, but it wasn't that wasn't like funky or like resinous or anything no no it was just dank it was just dank it was delicious like yeah, that's the perfect way to describe that hot sauce it was just dank like when delicious. i drink my my uh my delicious generic lager beer that's ice cold <laughs> that's dank no it's not yes it is <laughs> lies <laughs> lies you fool <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you a dank beer. The next time we have a, a blind test and I actually remember which beer it is, I'll, I'll definitely, definitely uh, give you something dank. She sees the world from deep within The music box that rests upon her shoulders Like all the great composers she takes her thoughts and memories, the moments that define her, and she renders them on paper as the very notes that make her understandable to symphonies. The heartbeat of her harmonies will pull you on a journey if you stop and mind the turnkey of her incandescent mind. 
So when we were working on episode one, I asked my very talented sister to write and record a theme song for us. And the very next day, she sent me the song you heard at the beginning of the show. Suzanne Starr is a singer-songwriter born in New Orleans and raised in Norway. She's performed her music professionally since 2010, and ever since then has been actively playing shows in Bergen, Oslo, Paris, London, and Boulder, Colorado, playing for protests, parties, and pedestrians. Thank you so much for being on the show with us, Suzanne. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came up with such a wonderfully appropriate theme song for a rock brew? Well, it was, it was special to be able to write something for uh, for two people I've known for so long. Martin I've known since I was like five. And Christian, I mean, we came out of the same person, so <laughs> I've known you for pretty much always. Um, um, I know that you guys are really into uh, like punk rock and stuff like that, which I haven't written much of before I've listened to a lot of it though and yeah I just got really drunk and kind of just happened oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that's pretty punk how do rock. people usually write I don't know <laughs> isn't that like the definition of punk rock writing music while drunk I mean you're asking me to, to remember something that happened a few months ago and I don't barely remember what day it is today so <laughs> it's Sunday? Wait, no, Saturday? So I'm in Stavanger, Norway. Christian is in Paris, France. And Suzanne is in Boulder, Colorado in the US of A. But since we were talking about beers, uh, what's your favorite beer, Suzanne? Yeah, that's a hard question. There's so many good ones. Uh, I particularly love it when people come up to me and want to share something that they love with me. And tell me why they love that particular beer because sometimes you, you'll stumble across things that you wouldn't even imagine that you would like um, when you have people like that um, but of course it's a it's a plus if it has a great story behind it like the brewing of or I don't know something really stupid and weird that you did while you were drunk on that beer <laughs> I like that but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a really good uh, good uh, good answer. Um, but do you remember the first non generic beer you had that kind of opened your world to to other types of beer than just a generic pilsner you usually get in Norway? Do you remember which which type of beer it was, or maybe even a brand? Actually, I think it might have been something that you introduced me to. Uh, Martin, because you've shared so many really good like Nagina beers with me and taught me a lot about beer, even before I started my job over at BD57 in, in uh, Oslo, the uh, craft beer bar. Yeah, um, and you actually know your going. craft beer, and that's what I'm trying to mm -hmm. do and teach Christian now in, in this show, to get him off the generic pilsner into to our world. Hmm. So well, good luck. We'll, I, we'll still have, I love my Heineken. Heineken. <laughs> I, 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 love, I love my Peroni. I love my Carlsberg. <laughs> oh, I love a good creek if they if they have one on tap or if, yeah, right, oh. exactly. Sixteen sixty four. Oh my God, Christian! Come on, man. Sixteen sixty four is like the bare equivalent to like 
uh, Justin Bieber, man. Yeah, well, fine. I like Justin Bieber then. <laughs> baby, 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 baby. Give me my Corona. So, of course, you you uh, wrote and created the Rock Brew theme song. Uh, but mm -hmm. is there anywhere we can find and listen to some of your other work that you've done? Well, you can go to suzannestar.co and it says a lot of things about me there. So I'm actually uh, releasing a single in a couple of weeks, uh, which is going to be pretty different from the theme song that I wrote for you guys. So that's coming out on all kinds of platforms, Spotify and iTunes and all that. We look forward to hearing that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> what, what's the name of the song? A Moment Out of Time. Or just Moment Out of Moment Time. Moment Out of Time by Suzanne Starr. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes. I mean, I'm going to put everything everywhere, so if you find me on Facebook, you'll find We've it. We've been talking about doing a live show for the final episode of Season one of Rock Brew. Would you like to make a full-length version of the Rock Brew jingle? Oh my gosh, I'd love to. Uh, if Martin brings over some dank beer, then I'll uh, I'll finish it in the same state that I started it in. <laughs> that 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 shouldn't be a problem. And uh, we also talked to to some friends of ours, uh, a local rock band from Stavanger, uh, Borderline Case, and they agreed to back you uh, on the live show. So uh, the season final will be a live show, and, and Suzanne Starr, you just got, heard it here, Suzanne Starr will play the, the Rock Brew theme song full length uh, in collaboration with a, a rock band, and our job is uh, basically to get them drunk. Awesome. So, and yeah, no Heineken, show. please. Oh, um, well, that's just oh, for me. Our standards are a little bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no offense, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I promise you, Suzanne, that uh, within within uh, the final episode, we definitely got Christian hooked on on some dank uh, New England IPAs or something like that, for sure. I'm gonna hold you to that promise, Martin. You yeah. can pry my Bud Light out of my cold dead fingers. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, hey, Christian, I found this uh, I found this word in the dictionary the other day because I was just flipping through. Um, mm. Do you know the word zimmergy? Yeah. Z Y M. The yeah. rest of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zimmergy. Zimmergy. Never heard. Martin of it. knows it. Take it away with the uh, whole definition. No, you, no, you do it. Yeah, no, no, you do it. You I was know thinking it. synergy. Oh no. Okay, Zimmer so it's uh, a branch of chemistry dealing with fermentation, as in winemaking, brewing, distilling, the preparation of yeast, etc. Cool. I should well, know that. That's that's one for your your reference book there, Martin, huh? Yeah, exactly. Simmergy. Oh, oh, hey, Martin. Now that we're talking about yeast, do you have any cool yeast strains that you could tell us about today? Uh, so, Quake, uh, we're, we're going to talk more about that when we when we talk a bit more more about yeast. Uh, maybe with Sam McGregor. Okay. Uh, Quake is a Norwegian yeast uh, strain that's gone passed down generations to generations on different farms on the west coast of Norway and it's just uh, an insane yeast strain because it ferments uh, up to 36 uh, centigrade which is just insanely high so if you brew an ordinary beer it usually takes 21 one days for to be brewed and to be done but if we do it we quake it's done in like eight days it's just super fast wow 
So if you use that yeast strain, you can cut your production in more than half, and you actually save a lot of money on it. And it's a Norwegian, Norwegian yeast strain. It's, it's just crazy, and it's all tropical, hmm. which is weird because we're in a wet, cold country up north, and all these tropical fruits are hidden inside this yeast strain called Quake. It's, it's pretty cool. That's super weird. I want to hear more about that. Thank you so much for being on the show with us, Suzanne, and, and uh, thank you for writing such an awesome and appropriate theme song for us thank you for having me on it's been really fun working with you guys a moment out of time Since 1990, the Swedish death metal band In Flames has been tearing it up on stages all over the world. As far as I can tell, they've had 15 members over the years, and numerous studio musicians have played on at least the first of their 13 albums. But from about 1998 until 2012, they've had the same lineup. Now, whatever the configuration, they produce a face-melting melodic metal sound and are unquestionably a band that delivers a polished live performance. They're also very serious about connecting with their fans, and have made good use of the internet and social media to create and sustain their loyal following. Their sound has left its mark on metal as a genre, and they can easily take their place in the Hall of Fame. Daniel Svensson played drums for In Flames from 1998 until 2015, when he and bass player Peter Ewers left the band to start a craft brewery in Gothenburg called Odd Island. At the moment, they offer six beers three different IPAs, one German Pilsner, a low ABV pale ale, and their highest rated beer on untapped.com called Citravine, an American pale ale. You can find their beers at quite a few bars in Gothenburg, and they take international orders on their website, oddisland.se. They also have a tap room, which is open Friday and Saturday. Hi, this is Daniel Svensson. You're listening to Rock Brew. Daniel, welcome to Rock Brew. Mm -hmm, thanks. So yeah, first question is, how, how did you get into brewing in the first place? I was drinking a lot of beer throughout the years within Flames uh, <laughs> on our tours. Um, and we started to tour in the US in the late 90s. And we discovered like the, the craft beer boom over there earlier than some people did in uh, over here in Sweden, and we actually got forced to to drink craft beer when we ran out of uh, Bud Light and Budweisers in the tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that, that was the first experience. So, ooh, what is this green, fruity, disgusting beer? It tastes something, so we threw it away. But <laughs> eventually, we started to like it, and uh, after that, we we got into the craft craft brewing scene in, in the US and uh, try to discover as, as much as possible. And that's how I got my interest into craft beer. So it's thanks to the music. All right. All right. So so you're saying that the first 
the first batches of, of or the first bottles of craft beer that, that you guys had on the tour bus, you guys threw out? Yeah, we threw them away. <laughs> <laughs> We're just taking up space in the, in the compartment for, for the Bud Lights. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> do, you, do you remember which brand it was? Yeah, yeah. It's a brown bottle with a green label. Okay. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was uh, the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, of course. A lot, a lot of people started with that beer. Yeah. Have you taken any education within brewing? No, not at all. Uh, I've been reading a lot. I decided like a few years before I left the band that I wanted to do something else. But since I since I didn't know anything else than playing, <laughs> I didn't know what to do when I uh, actually should quit. So I I I was interested in in uh, food and uh, beer and like flavors. So I started to while discovering uh, the craft brew scene in the U.S. I read all the literature I could find about brewing, and eventually I started to do some uh, home brewing batches in between tours back home and. That's how it started. So I mean, self-learned, so to speak. But I, <clears throat> back here in Gothenburg, we are very open uh, among all the breweries. So you can just knock on any brewery's door and ask about tips. And uh, so everyone has been really helpful along the way. So and uh, yeah, it's trial and error, and that that's how we started the band. I mean, I never really knew how to play the drums either when I started. I just putting the, the Walkman into my ears and played along to like Sepultura songs or whatever. I had probably totally wrong technique, holding sticks and stuff like that. But uh, eventually we, we made it. So, And if, if you made it once to, to reach something that is kind of impossible, like other people say you will never make it. If you do it once, you can, you're, not, you're not afraid of trying new stuff because you're already made the impossible ones so i like that i like that that's a nice way to look at it yeah i think people are sometimes a little bit too afraid of taking the leap you know you say that you're same day job 40 years in a row and i think you're capable of doing a lot more than you actually believe but we are real. we are not lazy but we are we want to stay in, in the in our comfort zone that's a problem sometimes, I guess. Do you think everybody should try to do something impossible once in their life? Yeah, I mean, nothing is impossible, but uh, at least do something challenging sometimes. Keeps, it on, uh, keeps you on your toes. Now that you're all about the brew, do you ever miss the rock? I do miss the, the time on stage, but I don't miss all the time in between. Um, I mean, you play for... 90 minutes but you have to be away for 24 hours every day from home and your family so that's the hard part but of course i miss the time on stage and uh, the adrenaline rush you get and everything so but uh, all in all i know i don't miss it i mean i've been doing it for almost 20 years so i was i was done yeah so to i needed to do something else do you think uh, do you think you'll ever play uh, professional again? Time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Uh, right now we're very busy and we're still growing as a brewery. Um, so right now I don't really have time for it. But uh, we might have something in our back 
pockets. We'll see. Uh, how big? Uh, how big is uh, the brewery now? Like, how many uh, liters do you produce a year? Uh, we just got another two tanks the other day. So the capacity, like fermenting capacity, right now is sixteen uh, thousand liters a month. Okay, that's nice. And uh, I mean, we don't want to grow too big. We are three people in the brewery, like the owners, me, Peter, and a new guy, Daniel. Um, we recruited him from uh, Ocean Bryggeriet in Gothenburg. Um, as, as a brewer? So it's, yeah, as a brewer. Uh, so me and Daniel take, takes care of all the production, and uh, Peter takes care of uh, like sales, marketing, and all the other boring stuff. So we just want to keep it on us three and see how much how much we can manage before we start employing and end up in a office turning turning paper i mean i want to be in the production taking care of the fun stuff so we want to grow like not too fast yeah so in the past you've compared the process of writing music to brewing beer would you be willing to explain that for our listeners uh, it's all about like uh, creating something out of like from an idea that you have uh could be a song or like a beer it's a lot of similarities i mean a beer turns out differently where where you produce it you can have the same recipe but if i brew it in my brewery or in someone else it's going to be two different beers uh, it's the same when you when you create music you can have a melody but if you play it on a guitar or a piano it turns out differently i, I like that it's a very creative process and uh, that you can get like quick feedback from people You've uh, brewed some different beers up uh, throughout the years, but what would you say is the your most dankest beer that you've uh, brewed? Actually, our, our latest IPA, um, twelve fifty, the first beer we brewed in our new location, is the most dank out of the beers we have. Even though it's not that dank, um, but it's more old school, West Coast ish, uh, but still a little bit modern. Uh, has uh, quite a lot of Columbus hops in it. So. That's probably the dankest we have, but it's not that dank. So I, I read someplace that you uh, you were partly inspired by Colorado brew pubs. Which ones in particular? I don't really remember, but I it was in a few tours. We visited a lot, but and I don't think there was any like in a major brew pubs or breweries that you actually know about over here. Um, but I like the vibe and how some of the breweries didn't even uh, distribute. They just served in, uh, in their tap room and restaurant. It was, it was still pretty big, uh, brewing plants. So that was pretty cool. And that, that inspired me a lot and, and to drink that fresh beer, um, uh, the beer we got in Sweden back then from the U S I mean, when we drank them in Sweden, it was not the same beer anymore. Just to drink, like from from the serving tank, was uh, awesome. Never had that before. And that really opened up our minds how beer could taste like, like fresh fresh beer. For Never sure. had that before. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 all about the freshness. Yeah, it's, it is. It, it, it's still to this day. Um, what would you say is the first non-generic beer that kind of opened your eyes? We were, we already kind of talked about it, uh, uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, but uh, was away. that the, also the first one that opened your eyes? 
uh, to the, the, the craft beer scene? I think so, yeah. It was like the, the door opener to uh, daring to try something else. And then I've been drinking a lot of uh, the Titan IPA from Great Divide. It's it's pretty pretty tough IPA for for a beginner. I really like the the harsh bitterness and the fullness. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I was in the U.S. Uh, last year and uh, I did a tap take over at a bar on Manhattan, and the bartender had a hat on that said, uh, "Make IPAs bitter again." And uh, <laughs> I think awesome. there, I, th- I think it's something to that. You know, it's uh, right now. It's all about these juicy uh, New England styled IPAs and. And uh, I I kind of miss the, the the really really good bitter IPAs from the West Coast. So yeah, me too. But it doesn't sell anymore. It has no, to be exactly tropical, non bitter. How would you say uh, your Odd Island twelve uh, twelve is? Is it on the bitter side or twelve fifty? Uh, it's uh, for today's measurement. It's bitter, but it's it's not very bitter. It's almost just the whirlpool hops. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I have like a 15-minute hop edition as well, and uh, Whirlpool hops. It has like a ground bitterness that carries the flavor, at least. Excellent. I'm really looking forward to to trying it. What would you say is your go-to uh, yeast? It has been the US 05. It's been doing the job. You know, you know what you get. Right now, we're we're working on more different yeast. We start harvesting yeast, trying some liquid yeasts. We're trying uh, the London Fog, the new uh, New England IPA. We start to discovering and working more with yeast. Before I, I was using like dry yeast just out of laziness, but now we're starting to elaborate more. So harvesting yeast does that mean does that mean that you're creating your own strain? I, I'm I'm not the expert here. No, we just uh, reuse yeast. Uh, so uh, we at Nugna we use our our, our yeast uh, seven times. Uh, so we mm. use wet yeast. So when when it's done fermenting, you kind of take the bottom of the fermenter and that's the yeast and then you pitch it again and so we do we okay. do that seven times christian what what does the band uh what does the band drink backstage uh what well, don't we drink <laughs> drink everything andrew's the singer is he loves beer and he's uh he and bjorn the guitarist co-own a brewery in stockholm called frequency beer works bjorn does drink mostly bud light though that's his beer uh, and andrew's is also a whiskey lover a single malt whiskey. In the later years, we drank more quality than quantity. Mm. Of course. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> we understood. <laughs> you can get drunk and have a good flavor. There's a craft beer movement in, in Gothenburg, like uh, like uh, the rest of, of Scandinavia and, and uh, the world. Uh, and there's a lot of cr- uh, new craft breweries popping up in, in, in about uh, Gothenburg uh, these last years. Uh, have you found any of your your neighboring breweries particularly interesting, or like uh, do you draw any inspiration from them? When we started playing music in in the early early nineties in Gothenburg, if you never heard the expression Gothenburg sound, there was a few metal bands that came from a small area in Gothenburg. Everyone knew each other, and we played in different constellation, and we we dragged the whole scene in a certain direction, uh, influenced by uh, by each other, and I, I feel that. The, the craft beer scene in Gothenburg is kind of similar. Do you feel like there's a um, there's a Gothenburg flavor or style? I don't know. There's a lot of good uh, IPA breweries. And I mean, we have no secrets. I can call any brewery almost and ask, how, how do you get that exceptional hop flavor? How, how do you dry hop? When, how, what techniques? And there's no secrets. And everyone changes experience. And that's how you force the scene in the right direction instead of keeping secrets for yourself. There's no like... Uh, 
competition at all yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's the same with music. There's no point of compete. I mean, if, if I have a favorite brewery, doesn't mean I will never buy beer from any other brewery. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, and and it's like that uh, with the with the the entire craft brew scene, or that's the the feeling I get from it at, at least. Are you sick of windmill jokes? Windmill jokes. Yeah, you know, like uh, one windmill says to the other windmill, what "Kind of music are you into?" First windmill says, uh, "Well, I'm a big metal fan." <laughs> Come on, Christian. <laughs> Is it the first time that you've heard that? <laughs> yeah. All it right. <laughs> uh, where does the name uh, Odd Island uh, Brewing uh, come from? I live in a <clears throat> I live in a place right outside Gothenburg called Sarö. If you translate it into English, that would probably be Odd Island. It sounds cool, but it's a translation of my home place. And it, it is it actually on an island or or? It's a peninsula. Okay was an island uh, like a hundred years ago but not anymore hmm. yeah, <laughs> odd peninsula doesn't sound as good no <laughs> i was reading that in um uh, that in flames fans they call themselves jester heads and so I, i'm guessing that's from the, the 1995 album the jester race but where did where did the jester thing come from that was before my time so i don't really know but uh, if we get a fan club we might call them the jester heads instead <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the number of yeah, you, sh- <laughs> you should uh, you should make a, a odd island uh, fan site on on Facebook um, and and definitely call it that yeah become a Easter head. Yeah. so it says on oddisland.se that you uh, you have a marketing education you also mentioned in an interview that uh, your experience within flames taught you some marketing tricks that you apply to the beer industry would you be willing to give an example of a trick that you've used in both music and brewing? Maybe not tricks, but it's. It, I think since both me and Peter, I, I wasn't a brewer and he wasn't a salesperson. So we come in with totally fresh minds doing what we think would work instead of do what you should do. And we learned that from the music as well, because we started like five nobodies, uh, started a band with no knowledge how the industry works. And it took us pretty far. So it's more, as I said before, that we, we are already outside the box, you know, when when you're not educated and or someone taught you to do this and that, you're already outside the box and you find new ways of work and uh, find ideas. So it, I think that's what we meant more than when, like certain tricks. It seems like you guys were quite successful with uh, using social media like back when myspace first came out and and uh kind of engaging with your fan base on, on the internet you did that very well as a band yeah i, I think the flames was really early with uh having a website as well it was it's impossible to actually remember the the web address because it was a lot of different strange letters and uh commas and everything <laughs> But uh, Inflames was really early with uh, with connecting with fans through uh, internet, definitely. You said Peter's doing the marketing side of out of Odd Island, but are you guys thinking about uh, going a little bit in that direction, kind of using some of that as well? I mean, we always try to find new ways to reach out to uh, new people. But I mean, ev- everyone is on social media now. You have to just blast, so you're, you're not di- disappearing in the feed. You have to come up with new stuff all the time. For sure. But it's not my job. <laughs> I do the beer. Do you guys have any events coming up? We have some events in our tap room. 
we're gonna have the Oddtoberfest <laughs> uh, in two weeks. Yeah, we try to do small stuff all the time. We try to work and uh, get some a lot of local people supporting us. Uh, and our tap room has been a like a success already. And the the fun part is that it's not beer nerds that comes down to the brewery. It's like normal average Joes that never had craft beer before. And uh, it, it feels nice to see that we can teach them that there's more than uh, the the big uh, lager beer. Uh, yeah, that's quite interesting because like, uh, <clears throat> the same thing happened with with us when we first opened our our tap room uh, last year. Is all the locals that are coming to support support us basically, and a lot of these people are used to just drinking their generic pilsners, and now every uh, first Friday of the month they come and hang out at the brewery to support us. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think those people wouldn't go to uh, the liquor store and buy something else than their regular beer, but when they come to see the uh, the plant and the people behind the brewery, they they will they, they get interested and they dare to try something new, and all of a sudden they're like, ooh, they'll they'll good. find their version of the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, right? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you uh, once said that uh, you uh, would only keep fresh songs, uh, uh, keep fresh the songs in in um, the set list uh, when you were playing on any given tour, and that others would fade from memory in a way. Uh, mm. Now that you have a few years distance uh, from from the live shows, do you have a favorite uh, In Flames songs uh, song to play live? It d- depends. It depends what what kind of uh, show. If it's like a big uh, outdoor op- like a festival, or it's if it's a small club show, uh, so it's it's hard to pick. It's it's like uh, choosing which yeah. which kid is your favorite. <laughs> it's not really fair. But, but do you secretly have one of your kids that's your favorite? You don't have to say which one it is, but <laughs> uh... <laughs> maybe. <laughs> hey, so uh, I was going to ask you. Aside from uh, from the Odd Island hops and drumsticks, skull and crossbones logo, your label artwork seems to make uh, doesn't seem to make very many references to music. Was that intentional? Or? We want to let the beer and the product speak. We don't want to use the Inflames history too much. And uh, I mean, the people that know, they know. The people who doesn't know, they doesn't know. So we uh, last year we were at the uh, beer festival up north in Sweden, me and Peter. And this guy came and he, he bought a taster. And then he said to Peter, like, you know what? You look exactly like the bass player in the Flames. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he he obviously was a fan. <laughs> he didn't he didn't know. So he must we, have been we, so surprised. <laughs> we don't want to use it too much. Of course, we do sometimes, but uh, we we want our product and our new brand. Uh, and the quality of it speak for itself. Are you guys uh, going to continue with uh, the Melistic uh, design uh, or, or your profile? Or uh, are there other artists that you uh, would like to feature on your or uh, your cans in the future? We'll probably do something crazy or more crazy uh, in the future. Right now, we just want to, since we're still pretty new, we just want to make the can look simple and you will see who it is. So we have like the same kind of label, but different colors just to make it easy for the customer. 
to be to be visible. So uh, right now we st- stick to it, but we will probably do something more crazy in the in the future. We were thinking about playing I don't know fifth, ten fifteen seconds of a of a, of a clip of uh, of some music in and around mm-hmm. your your interview. Uh, is mm-hmm. there something that you would uh, I don't know that you would suggest us to to use there? Like an inflames song. Yeah, I mean, in flames or, or or sacrilege or uh, I don't know. Diabolique is, is kind of a long time ago. Uh, you can use a song called "Mirror's Truth." It's pretty cool. Okay. All right. Cool. Some, man. Awesome. Really cool. Cool drumming on it. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have been enjoying your. I've never heard in flames before uh, until no? uh, until Martin Martin. Nope. But I've been listening to it a lot this last week at the gym, and. Cool. Uh, yeah, really great work, man. It sounds awesome. Thank you. Thanks. What beer would you recommend our listeners enjoy when they put on that song? The beer that they enjoy the most themselves. Uh-huh. I see what you did there. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have a favorite beer at the moment? I, I'm kind of tired of uh, the most hoppy beers. Maybe Schag Jever, uh, German Pilsner. Excellent. It's uh, quite uh, interesting to see the a lot of the brewers that I'm hanging out with around the Norway have all kind of started to go towards the classics again, uh, the Pilsners and stuff like that. So yeah, but it's, 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 it's interesting. Another music reference. I wouldn't say it's easy to do an IPA, but it's it's a little bit like uh, play a big show with a massive production. You can hide behind behind the stage props. I mean, you can dry hop the shit out of a IPA with taste decent exactly uh but if but if you want to brew a crisp clean lager it's more like playing sit by yourself in the with an acoustic guitar you can't really hide you have to really <laughs> do the work there's nothing you can hide the 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 faults with it's more I challenging brewing those classic styles i guess but no one drinks it so you, you have to do the ipas anyways yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you need you need that uh, big song for the the encore too, you know. Yeah. Thank you for taking uh, time out of your day to to hang out with us here and and answer answering our our question. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And uh, hopefully the yeah, it was a it was a great pleasure. Talking the next time to you. we come down to to Gothenburg, we'll definitely come out to the the tap room and and uh, uh, have a few yeah. beers. Uh, how, how far is the tap room from uh, from downtown Gothenburg? There's a commuting train. It's like uh, 15 minutes. It's like three stops, and then you have a three minute walk from the train station. It's it's not far. Again, thanks so much for being on Rock Brew, Daniel. Uh, thank you. If you want to find out more about Odd Island or any of the other breweries, bands, or beers we have talked about in this show, you can find plenty of useful links in the description. And of course, you can always ask us a question in comments or send us an email at rockbrewpodcast at gmail.com. 
We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Rock Brew, a show about the world's most artistic brewers. Rock Brew is an independent production by Martin Flip and Christian Starr. Special thanks to Suzanne Starr for recording an awesome theme song. Follow us on social media at Rock Brew Podcast. If you want to help us make more episodes, we invite you to visit patreon.com slash rockbrewpodcast and click on Become a Patron. Don't forget to drink. <laughs> Responsibly. <laughs> Rock Brew, the beer podcast for you.